baby bus. Around the world in eighty days. Episode nine. Mr. Fogg is arrested. Friday, October twenty-five, eighteen seventy-two. On the twenty-third day of our trip around the world in eighty days, we arrived at Calcutta, India. Passepartout carried Lady Aouda and ran wildly all the way to Mr. Fogg's side. He removed the mask from his face and stuck out his tongue. <sighs> Sir, I rescued Lady Aouda. Aren't I clever? <laughs> At this moment. The two naked guards suddenly shouted as they pointed at Passepartout. Hey, he's not our Raja. It's that monkey-like person in disguise. <gasps> My goodness, we've been caught, sir. Let's run. Mr. Fogg did not seem nervous at all. Let's wait a minute. At this moment, plop, 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 a huge monster rushed over. It was Kiuni. When Mr. Fogg figured out that the Raja was Passepartout in disguise, he quickly told the guide to lead Kiuni over. Stand right there! Don't run! You pretended to be our honorable Raja. This crime is unforgivable. The people from the burial procession chased Mr. Fogg's party, threatening them. Many of the people even held guns or bows and arrows. Bang! 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 Whiz! 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 Countless arrows and bullets flew over. Mr. Fogg and the others hurried to climb onto Kiuni's back, and Passepartout quickly patted the elephant's head. Charge, Kiuni! With Mr. Fogg and his party on its back, Kiuni ran like the wind, disappearing into the jungle in a flash. Woohoo! The rescue operation is a success. Passepartout was overjoyed and couldn't help but turn a couple of somersaults on Kiuni's back. The elephant Kiuni ran with all his might. Finally, around seven o'clock in the morning, he brought Mr. Fogg and his party safely to the train station in Allahabad. Guide, this is your pay. Mr. Fogg paid the guide the agreed price. And. I want to give you Kiuni. The guide's eyes widened in disbelief. Oh, sir, you're too generous. Passepartout walked to stand in front of Kiuni. Kiuni, my companion through fire and water, we have to say goodbye. The elephant coiled its trunk affectionately around Passepartout, and they bade each other farewell like old friends. After that. Cromarty helped Mr. Fogg, Passepartout, and Lady Aouda board the train. Then Cromarty disembarked again. Lady Aouda had suffered a terrible shock and was still unconscious. She only began to wake when they reached Calcutta. Madam, are you awake? Passepartout leaned over in excitement, looking at Lady Aouda's exquisite face. He couldn't help but marvel. This lady's beauty is beyond compare. Even the proud birds in the sky and the beautiful flowers on earth dim in comparison to her. Passepartout, be more careful. What's there to be careful about? Barbarians! Away from me! Lady Aouda suddenly punched and landed a fist on Passepartout's eyes, making him look like a panda. Oh, oh dear, sir! I know why you told me to be careful. Madam, don't worry. 
We're not working for the Raja. Where am I? Who are you? Madam, this is what happened. Passepartout related what had happened to Lady Aouda, gesturing with his hands and feet. I'm very grateful to all of you. Lady Aouda shed tears of gratitude. Madam? Sir, you can call me by my name. I'm Aouda. Lady Aouda, you're not safe in India. Our next stop is Hong Kong. If you don't mind, I'll help you settle down there. Lady Aouda hesitated for a moment, then nodded her head. I'll do as you say. I have a relative in Hong Kong. I can seek refuge with her. We'll have the beautiful Lady Aouda as a traveling companion for the remainder of the trip. My goodness, this is great. Mr. Fogg has been playing cards every day. I've been bored to death. As they left the train station in Calcutta, Passepartout felt as bright as the sun. If the conditions were right, he might even sing a song or dance to celebrate. Mr. Fogg, I have a feeling that everything will go smoothly from now on. Passepartout had just finished saying this when a few stern-looking policemen started walking toward them. Are you Mr. Fogg and Passepartout? Please come with us. The expression on Passepartout's face froze instantly. What? What's happening? Passepartout, your feeling doesn't seem very accurate. Mr. Fogg and the others were led away by the police. In a corner not far away, a figure silently stepped out from the shadows. It was Detective Fix, who was bent on arresting Mr. Fogg. Mr. Fogg, you must be feeling bewildered now. I hope you haven't forgotten the big trouble Passepartout created in Bombay. <laughs> A drama is about to start. Mr. Fogg and his party were brought to the court by the policeman. Mr. Fogg and Passepartout sat on the chairs in the first row, facing the judge and law clerk. The judge was very, very old. His beard was shining white, and his face was wrinkled. He squinted at Mr. Fogg and Passepartout. All right, let's hear the case. Oh, wait, where's my wig? The judge looked left and right. Suddenly, he stared at a corner. Oh, dear, who put my wig there? But there wasn't a wig in the corner. It was a mop. The judge was about to go over and get his wig when the law clerk by his side pulled him back. Your Honor, that's a mop, not your wig. Your wig's on your head. The judge touched his head and, sure enough, his wig was sitting nicely on his head. He laughed awkwardly. Ha <laughs> ha Look at me! So confused! The judge pointed at Mr. Fogg and Passepartout. All right, tell me! Why did you steal your neighbor's stinky socks? Stinky socks? Your, your honor, the case of the stinky socks has already been tried. Already been tried? Look how confused I am! <laughs> My goodness, it's a confused judge! Helplessly, Passepartout stared at the clock on the wall. He felt that the hands were running like wild horses. It's now 8.30 in the morning. The ship bound for Hong Kong will depart at 12. This confused judge will definitely drag our case on and on. What will we do if we miss the ship? If it's not the case of the stinky socks, then it must be the case involving the temple. 
Let the witnesses come forward. Passepartout's heart was a little uneasy. I wonder who's making trouble for us. Very quickly, three witnesses were brought forward. Passepartout glanced at them, then suddenly jumped up from his chair in excitement. It's you! The three witnesses were no strangers. You could even say that Passepartout would recognize them even if they had turned into ash. Who were the three witnesses? Would Mr. Fogg be able to get on the ocean liner bound for Hong Kong? Stay tuned for the next episode.